I'm President Johnny Gray, um, and I wear another hat on my normal career. It's Firefighter Paramedic Gray. I work in the Air Operations Division for L.A. County Fire Department. And I am Kenneth Lee. I am a member at large for the Centurions. And in my normal job duties, I'm a captain for the Los Angeles County Fire Department. The inspiration for me is that most of the calls in L.A. County are majority medical, probably about 85 percent. And I remember being a boot firefighter uh, when we get these really substantial calls that 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 need ALS equipment. I remember when the squad getting there saying, oh, they're finally there. Like I can kind of relax because I was nervous, didn't know what to do, didn't have the correct equipment. So I wanted to be that guy to walk in and give relief to the, those other firefighters. And as far as me becoming a firefighter, just parallel what I was doing in my previous life. So I kind of just fell into firefighting. It's nothing that I, I wanted to do as a kid or, or grew, grew up wanting to do at all. It just kind of fell into it and it matched what I was doing. And I got to help the, the people that I live around and work around. What were you doing during that time? Uh, prior to becoming a firefighter, I was a professional basketball player um, overseas for four years. Um, and this and this paralleled what my mind frame is and, and what I was doing at the time. Kenneth, uh, when what inspired you to become a firefighter? Well, it's actually a, a change of life goals and life plans. I had an opportunity to do a ride along uh, at Station 41's on 120th in Wilmington in Compton. And uh, uh, that ride along made me completely shift gears because I thought, well, wait a minute. You mean I can actually be compensated for taking care of people? <laughs> and uh, there's no greater job in the world. And basically, you know, with my background, uh, I had an athletic background as well. But more importantly, the character of how I was raised and who I was raised around, um, I had somehow found my way working on Wall Street, not really being happy after business school. So uh, it was a ride along. And I understood that I had the intelligence and the intensity, but I didn't have the fulfillment when it comes to character of what I actually did. So when I actually came uh, for a ride along and visited, I thought there is absolutely nothing else that I want to do for the rest of my life. I am going to become a firefighter. And the, the thought that I actually could be paid to help people was ridiculous. Like, are you kidding me? And to be respected and to be thought of and, you know, people always want you there, which is, you know, no knock against uh, our, our police or our sheriffs. But the fact of the matter is, when people dial 911 and we show up, they absolutely want us there every single time. And uh, it has just been so personally fulfilling. I, I don't know what to say. I've interviewed uh, quite a few firefighters, and I always like uh, asking this question of how do you, since you know, you're saving people's lives and it's intensity, how do you either turn that off with family life or, you know, when you wear a different hat? Uh, cool. For me, uh, oh, sorry, Kenny, you want to go ahead? No, 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 Johnny, go right ahead. Um, I was going to say, for me, it, I'm still learning that. Um, I have a young family. Uh, I'm not, you know, the gray hair may fool you, but I've only been on the job <laughs> for 12 years. Uh, so I'm I'm still learning with learning how to navigate that. Um, I still may have some, some uh, stuff in my subconscious that may not pop up yet. You know, uh, the, this job, you see a lot, you do a lot. So for me, it's just a everyday learning experience. But when I do go home, I realize that 
I have to turn to my dad hat or my husband hat. And when I'm dad, whatever happened at work needs to stay at work because my kids weren't there to see it. They weren't there to, to be affected by it. So I can't bring the energy that I have prior to seeing them and bestow that onto them. You know, I have to be that. I have to play no matter how tired I am, no matter how frustrated I may have, have been that day or from that shift or gone for seven days, they want daddy. So it's up to me to change that hat, become daddy and start continuing to mold those little humans so they can be great citizens of, of LA County as well. And as far as, as being a husband, uh, I'm definitely working on that because when I'm short with my wife, she reminds me, um, <laughs> Hey, you aren't at work, you know, like you're here, like, Hey, so uh, it, it's huge that they keep me in line, but I have to consciously tell myself, all right, I'm dad, I'm husband. Uh, don't take work home with you. For the very same reasons that Johnny's had to balance and learn how to turn it off. They're the very same reasons that I, I don't turn it off it's because I don't have a wife. And I don't have, <laughs> basically I'm married to the job that I'm married to my coworkers and my, and my friends. So uh, uh, I've just kind of given into it. You know, I'm not, you know, I, uh, I'm, I'm not as blessed uh, in that way of having a wife and kids, but I am blessed in other ways. And that, uh, I love what I do and I've had an opportunity to support and help a lot of people. And, uh, you know, I, I'm probably making a statement that's unhealthy, but I absolutely do bring the job home. And I think it's allowed me to be effective in the programs that I've participated in and the people that I support and, uh, you know, and giving back to the job that I believe has given so much to me. Could you tell me a little bit about the history of the, the organization and then how you, your involvement uh, began? Yeah, so it started off with the LA City Fire Department. They are a much older department than LA County and it started in 1954 officially. Um, and the reason why it started, number one, the root word stentor means loud voice. It's from, Ili from Homer's Iliad. And that resonates a lot, maybe not today, but back in the 40s and 50s and 60s, even 70s and 80s and 90s, I hate to say it, but um, back then, those gentlemen, and I say gentlemen because there were no women on the fire department then, those gentlemen had to come together to have one loud voice because if firefighter Johnny Gray in 1952 had a problem with my coworker and my whole crew, I had no one to turn to. Um, my voice wouldn't have been heard. Uh, so I needed to get one other person. Now maybe firefighter Gray and firefighter Lee, our voice is a little louder. But now we need to get more people. So now if we get 15, 20 firefighters of the maybe 25 or 30 in that particular department, our voice is very loud. Our voice will be heard. And maybe our problems and the, the stuff that we dealt with every day will be listened to um, and not just heard, but actually taken into account and maybe change can happen. So those gentlemen back in 1954 um, organized uh, became not a union because the union did not represent them back then either. So um, they had their their stories told. Uh, they had their media outlets during that time, newspapers, crews come sit with them, feel their pain. Um, and just to give you a quick little example, since you have myself and, and Captain Leon, if we were on shift and you were our captain or our coworker, Michael, you can go home pretty quick the next shift. Kenny and I would have to wait for another black firefighter to relieve us. Kenny and I had, had to bring our own uh, utensils. Kenny and I had to bring our own mattress and things of that nature. 
So I couldn't imagine doing that in 2022, obviously. However, those men were dealing with that. So in order for them to actually affect change to, to create a, a lane for Kenny and myself to be here today is that they had to endure a lot. Um, and our, our mission is to continue to, to keep that, that, that fire burning for justice for those men that created the, the way for us. Um, so that is how the organization started in a synopsis. Um, and the reason why I got involved was because when I came back from overseas in 2009 or whenever it was, um, again, LA County was hiring. Then I got lucky. I went to the, the Centurion Center um, in South Central LA. During that time, President Captain Burton was there in his office. Um, I had an aunt whose father was the first black mayor of Inglewood who worked with the Centurions. And she was like, oh, my, my dad used to work with some black group called the, the Centurions. So in the advent of Google, I Googled it, went to the center. Brent Burton was there. I said, hey, Cap, I know nothing about this. I'm Johnny Gray. I'm a, I'm a hooper. What do I do? Oh, we're testing next week. You should sign up. Oh, okay. Um, so I, he he helped me a lot, put his put his arm around me and led me in the right direction. And I had two other interactions with in an all-white cruise, and they didn't do the same. Now they kind of brushed me aside, um, kind of said, hey, um, good luck, figure it out. So I felt like I had to give back to the organization that at least introduced me and at least got me in the right direction, whether I knew how hard it was or not. The Centurions did help me. And it was only right that that I gave that same opportunity to those that are behind me, just like those men in the past sacrificed for me. And again, we do it for those that were before us. And I know you see the emblem and on yeah. my shirt. I know some people may question, oh, that looks, you know, the African, you know, the, the colors, the flag, the fist, the axe. And we've gone back and forth about this, but uh, I do want to just speak about this real quick since it's going to be mm -hmm. on video. Um, obviously the colors, the red is for the blood that the African people spilled. Black is for the color of the skin of the other people of Africa. Because mind you, again, we are descendants of the Africans. Um, and then the green is for the land that that we nurture and, and live on. And obviously the fist, we, we can do a whole lot like this together, unison and one. It's way more powerful fist. And the fist isn't anything that is racist. It's unity. Latin countries have been using the fist since forever. You know, and if people have, you know, can look back in history, the fist is just unity. That's all it is. It's solidarity. It's 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 literally showing you together. We are powerful. We are we come together. We can do a lot more. Um, and then the axe is obviously a burning axe because we're firefighters. We yeah. use an axe and the theme is to keep the fire burning for justice. And we will continue to do this on 2022. I know next year uh, our department will be 100 years of, of age. But now this fist, now it includes a lot more people than just those black men in 1954. It includes Caucasian males, female, the Latins, the Asians, you know, us, LGBT, women. Everybody now is together. And if we keep on doing this together, we will move forward. Our mantra is to recruit, to retain, and help people uh, gain upward upward mobility so we have a program uh ran for young foster youth girls that's ran by our executive director 
Carmilla Manning. She does that every summer, uh, free of charge for the girls, just to kind of expose them to females that can be mentors because most of them were sexually or physically abused and never got an opportunity to dress up or have makeup done or talk to other girls that have the same uh, experiences as them and create that bond and that family to let them know that you are not alone. So we do offer that. We offer seminars for aspiring firefighters or EMTs. Uh, we offer CPR for the community. Um, and as far as our badge personnel and, and our civilian personnel, we offer classes and, and seminars and mentorship for them to advance in their career. But our biggest program, which has been going on for quite some time and Captain Lee took it to another level, um, is our recruit prep program. And it started off at our small uh, building on 1409 West Vernon, uh, just a couple of us. Kenny and I will be there teaching a standing room only, uh, bringing, you know, orange juice for them and, and running with them, jogging with them, uh, doing pull-ups with them, push-ups with them, everything, going through math problems. Uh, but Kenny transitioned it to something bigger and better. Um, and the stars actually brighter because of Captain Lee. We actually started a program and it has been adopted by the fire department. Um, as I said before, it's kind of hard to dream of being something that you've never been exposed to. Um, and one of the things that allows people to be successful is the opportunity to at least know what the challenge is that they're facing. So I don't know many people who pursued things and uh, were successful, or should I say unsuccessful, when they had an opportunity to basically know what they were getting into. So the number one failure in the academy of all people is a lack of exposure. Um, they think they know what they're getting into and they understand or from visually what they think firefighting is, but they really don't understand the nuts and bolts. They don't understand the physicality that it takes. They don't understand the mental toughness. They don't understand the teamwork mentality. They don't understand the shape that you have to be in to be successful to get through a fire academy. So consequently, they have, you know, this basically blind spots, uh, or should I say, describe them as blind spots in terms of what it would take to be become a firefighter and to be successful through a 16 week academy. So the goal was to create a program that would basically expose anybody who was welcome to, everybody was welcome to attend, but anybody who was serious about becoming a firefighter, understanding that some of our very basic fundamental skills like ropes and knots and putting on SCBAs and throwing ladders and hose lays these are the very basic fundamentals that you need to learn to be successful in an academy. Chief Osby started um, in a, a great initiative called Cordy. Um, this was part of his, 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 his vision that Kenny was talking about. Uh, and Cordy is an acronym for Community Outreach. Um, diversity and Inclusion. Diversity and Inclusion. So with, with the help of, of that group and Chief, Chief Avila, um, we definitely were side by side and worked and cohesion to to change all all of these lives, um, and, and Cordy also worked with the women's fire prep program as well. So um, we we definitely mirror. Um, or, or let me back up. We want to mirror what our county looks like. You know, we're supposed to be the most diverse county. Uh, so we our hopes and goal is to make sure that our fire department mirrors what our citizens that we serve look like. For me. I grew up in Agora Hills, California. I was always the only black kid in my class, black kid to school, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I'm comfortable in my skin wherever I'm at. 
especially, you know, living in Russia where my teammates and coach only speaks Russian, you know, or living in Africa where I'm with my people that look like me, but I'm still kind of, I'm American though. So I'm still kind of different. So I'm comfortable in my skin wherever I go. However, um, the exposure that Kenny spoke about is huge because a lot of these young men and women, they live in a, so to speak, bubble where some of them have not gone out of their block. Some of them have not gone out of their city. Some of them have never been to the beach, yet they live 10 minutes away from the beach. And LA County has 177 stations, I believe, 179, however many stations we have. And you can work at any one of them with someone for 24 hours in close living quarters and have never seen, dealt with, live, let alone live with someone that does not look like you, think like you, and have the same upbringing as you. It's huge. We're walking to the homes of different cultures. We're walking inside of these places where, okay, just because this individual talks a little louder than what you're used to, for us, it's called passion. When we're passionate about something, our volume raises a little bit. We're not mad. We're, we aren't angry. We're passionate. But if you've never been around that or know about that, you might take offense to that. You know, so there, there's lots of, of, of benefits to have an organization like ourselves to number one, mentor folks that can think like you, that look like you. And mind you, we're all inclusive. We've helped Asian Americans. We've helped uh, Caucasians. We've helped male, females. We've helped them all, Latinos. So we are all inclusive. However, again, this organization was built, obviously, for the African-American male during that time. Just imagine (laughs) you being the only white male in an all-Black, academy class of 54 people and you don't understand and you've never been exposed to firefighting before not that you you don't want to be a firefighter you're committed driven motivated physically in shape academically prepared but you now walk in the first day into this fire academy and find out that there are 54 classmates 53 of them know all the songs and the music and all the rap songs and anything that they listen to you've never heard before. All the jokes that they tell, they understand the punchlines, you don't get it. They're calling out pieces of equipment and moving as a unit, and you're catching up trying to figure it all out. And then to make matters worse, they don't really welcome you. Not that they're doing anything wrong, they just don't know who you are or know how to welcome you. How comfortable do you think you would feel? Not at all. And the cadre teaching you is also all black as well so now here you are passionate and driven and motivated how motivated and how long do you think it would be before you actually experienced the level of discomfort that uh made you question your choice i don't know i would (laughs) say like maybe this isn't for me day one (laughs) then, then that would then that would make you human Nothing right. wrong with that. that would make you human. And historically, our classes, uh, I can tell you the class that I went through had 54 people and there were two African-Americans. Okay. And some classes had none. And then some classes had two, some classes had four. So if you can imagine the, if you go to LAO, our headquarters, and you go to classroom 26, and I, I tease people all the time. I tell them, look at the pictures of the graduating classes on the wall. And I said, you see, you know, 40, 50, you know, 38 people in some of the smaller classes. 
And how come all those guys are smiling, but there are two people who don't look like them who have a different look on their face? Could it potentially be because their experience was a little bit different from the others? Right. Potentially, just, just potentially. At the end of the day, firefighting isn't for everyone. The opportunity to pursue it is for everyone, but everyone's not built for this. And unfortunately, there are sometimes some additional hurdles and additional challenges that we have to overcome that are merely based in culture that make an already difficult career path to aspire exponentially harder. So these programs that we've built are to actually, you know, break down some of those barriers. It's, and it goes both ways. It's to expose people to, wait a minute, these people are smart even though they're different than us. These people can learn if given the same opportunity. Wait a minute, these people can meet the standard and these people actually do want an honorable profession where they can actually take care of their family members no different than us. The last thing I wanna ask is, you talked a lot about continuing the legacy that's almost 70 years old now. Where do you wanna see it in the next three to five years? Ooh, three to five years. Well. So three to five to me is short term, obviously. So I would say I want the continuance of the RPP, obviously. Um, and I want the classes to, again, I, I'm echoing the same thing, but I want the classes to represent the citizens that we serve. Uh, in that classroom 26, you will never find a picture of an all female class or an all black class or an all Latino class or an all Asian class. It, it, it does not exist in the history of our 100 year department, but there's multiple pictures of white males. And again, this job was predominantly for them in the past. Um, now we have grown tremendously since then, obviously. However, there's still work that needs to be done because through the exposure and through the education Maybe the next generation can be the first firefighter in their family. Um, you know.